Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, at MaxMoody17 on Twitter, your favorite rabid FSU fan, here to bring you another episode of your favorite daily Florida State sports podcast. Unfortunately, it's just me tonight. Uh, I don't mean unfortunately for you because I know y'all love listening to me. I mean, unfortunately for me because, well, I don't get to bounce things off my co-host, but I think I've got a pretty good show for you guys tonight. Uh, or this morning as you're listening to it. If you're watching on YouTube, today is a great YouTube episode. Y'all know I like to crunch the numbers. As we get to the end of the year, I find myself, like all of you, thinking, hey, how did Mike Norvell do? How'd the staff do? How'd the team do? Five and seven isn't much to write home about, but did they improve? And did they improve enough? Well, that led me down a rabbit hole and It's a theme we'll keep with all week. So I'm going to look back at the year and I'm going to strictly look at improvement this year over results from last year. And I'm going to try to contextualize that a bit relative to improvements made year over year in previous years. What happened to those head coaches? Don't worry, it's not going to be a Willie versus Mike thing, but that will kind of come into it a little bit. So without further ado, let's go ahead and ask, Did the staff improve the team enough to make a case that they should stick around? I guess not for another year because we know they'll be here next year, but for the year after that. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so folks, thanks for being here again. I am your host, Max, and a couple things. Coming to you live from the new Permanent Command Center in Marietta, Georgia. Actually, this isn't live. But if you want to see the episodes where I go live, make sure you click on the notification bell when you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're on the podcast, thank you for being one of the OGs. Make sure you're following the podcast. We do episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, and that will pop to the top of your queue as long as you're following the podcast. Thank you for being here, and I hope I got something good for y'all tonight. I know it's tough. Look, Florida State isn't bowling right now. We are on the sidelines. We're watching all the craziness of bowl season. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's when hopefully you're taking some PTO or your company's just closed and you're all getting to rest and be with family and watch college football, and it's, well, to put it bluntly, it's disappointing when your team's not one of the ones playing. I get it, as you can tell by my very, very bright hat. It hurts me not to be able to watch Florida State during December or January. So we do what we can. And part of what we can do is look back and say, okay, how do we get here? And what should we expect moving forward? And the big question I keep getting, whether it's directly or indirectly, is, is this staff the staff for the long term? Did Mike Norvell do a good enough job with this team to justify coming back next year? Well, the answer is yes. But is next year the type of year where he's probably going to end up on the hot seat if he's not winning seven to nine games? Well, it's a fair question, and everyone's got a different answer. I personally think that, yeah, I mean, year three, you got to start winning. Do I think he makes it to year four? Yeah, I do. But I don't think a five-win year, five year does it. A three-win year definitely doesn't do it. And I do think some of the recruiting follies, not getting a linebacker, getting zero blue chip, 
or really any prep wide receivers are hurting him right now. It's great that he's hit the transfer portal. You can watch my episode about Mr. Johnny himself. I did another episode about Micah Pittman. You can check both of those out. Put them right here for you. Hopefully that works. If I haven't actually mastered that feature, then that's not going to do anything, but you get my drift. But people want improvement. Florida State fans expect improvement, and we expect the team to be great, right? Not just be good. This isn't Tulsa. Sorry, Tulsa fans, but it's different. You know, you say they say the SEC, it just means more, but Florida State's kind of in that category, right? We don't, we don't like to hear that, well, we're getting better. And I'm look, I'm one of the ones that says it to you, right? I'm one of the ones that says, well, we're getting better, guys. Focus on the climb, focus on the build. But I'm a realist too. And as much as that lets me tell you, hey, at least it got better, that also lets me say, I agree with you. I hear you. And I think as I reflect on the year more and more, as I watch bowl games getting played, and more importantly, I watch the teams that are in bowl games, right? It starts to hit me. And I reach for the wallet a little bit. And I start to think, okay, what could this boost? What could a little bit more money to the boosters do? Um, If we have to write a check next year, should we? My answer four weeks ago was like, guys, we need to relax. We need to look at how they're coming along. We can't just jump to getting rid of Mike Norvell. But then the Travis Hunter thing happened. And we're not going to make this whole thing about Travis Hunter. But it was a huge blow on the national stage. And, you know, I think it's akin to, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Bobby getting shut out by Wake Forest at home years ago, right? That year, Wake Forest was a conference champion. It was the best team they've ever had in program history, right? Best Wake Forest team ever, but it was still the national spotlight shining down on Dope Campbell Stadium and saying, hey, Florida State just got shut out by Wake Forest. That's the same thing as when your top commit, the top commit in the class goes from you to an FCS program. So all the things that have happened that, again, no wide receivers, no real linebackers to speak of. Kenny Dillingham headed off to Oregon. It just kind of makes you wonder, okay, like maybe these aren't the guys. And if they are the guys, maybe I need to see the proof being in the pudding a little bit sooner. So all that being said, I guess that's a lot. It's a lot of words. And what I mean by that is that I have decided that in my opinion, Norvell and company have one more year, not two. Next year cannot be a rebuild. It can be part of the rebuild, right? If they win eight games, I'm going to look at that and say, look, eight games over five is a, what, three out of five? was three, five, 60% improvement over the previous year. I'm not going to run a guy out of town for a 60% improvement, but he's got to get to that number. Next year, I think, as I look back in sort of my reflectiveness, I think, hey, there's not going to be another... Well, yeah, but, you know, he almost won this game. Excuse me. He almost won that game. No. Next year is we got to see wins in the win column and less losses in the loss column, and the recruiting class coming in has got to be good. Now, as I had all these thoughts, I started thinking, am I being fair to him? How much did he improve? Because I, for one, have always, have not always, have talked about all year the, the improvements we're seeing, but I wanted to try to quantify them. So I did what I do, and if you watch the show regularly or listen regularly, you know that I like to bust out a good spreadsheet. Now, if you're on YouTube and you're watching, well, this is going to be a little easier to follow, but podcasters, fear not. 
Because you know I will walk you through what I'm seeing on the screen and I will help you see what I see in breaking down how well did Mike Norvell, how well? How well did he improve the, how good did he? How much did Mike Norvell improve the team last year into this year? And how does that compare to how the team changed from last year from the previous year? How does that compare to what Willie Taggart did? Because the reality is, and this isn't a, a Mike versus Willie type deal, but Mike Norvell has now gotten a longer tenure at Florida State than Willie did. So you almost wonder, is it fair every game? You kind of do have to think, okay, is he doing enough to justify being here longer than the last guy was? Now, there's all the off-the-field stuff. These numbers don't quantify that. So I'll preface it with that. But I want to show you all what I found because, frankly, Mountain Dew break. Sorry, get a little thirsty. Because, frankly, I started digging in with one hypothesis. I think I came out with another. So this is an off-season episode, and I'd like to take you guys through my line of thinking. But before I do that, I need to tell you about my favorite food to go with my Mountain Dew breaks, and that's Bilt Bar. Folks, Bilt Bar is delicious. Bilt Bar is nutritious. You get 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, 5, that's Cinco, grams of carbs. It's great for when you just hit a workout. It's great for when you need something quick in the morning because the kids are running around driving you absolutely nuts and you don't have time to make a real breakfast and for everything in between. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your order of Built Bars. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, order Built Bars now. Thank me later. Yeah, so folks, that was that was kind of my general perspective on what I think going into next year. But I want to quantify it. I know there's off the field stuff, things like that. I mentioned that you know numbers can't take into account. But let's just look at the numbers because I started thinking one way, got me to another spot, like I said. And um, yeah, I just want to show you all what I came up with. So I'm going to share my screen here. And we're going to walk through it. So I, I looked at, there's three main numbers here, right? There's the F plus overall. That's, and these, by the way, are all pulled. Uh, you guys, yeah, want to see my antivirus software advertisements. Um, these are all pulled from footballoutsiders.com. They look at a few different things. Uh, Femrau efficiency index is the FEI. The SP plus is the thing. Um, Bill Connolly keeps it, I believe. And it used to be really easy to get to on football outsiders. Now he sort of does his own thing. So that makes it a little bit more difficult, but not the end of the world. And F plus is a combination of the two put together. So overall, using these are advanced metrics, we are 48th in the country. Not great. Better than where we were last year, though. It's a 49%. Our overall F plus rating was a 49% improvement over last year. Offensively, we finished 52nd in the country. 37% improvement over where we were last year. And again, look, I know that's not where we want to be, but progress, not perfection, right? Defensively, 38th this year. It's a huge improvement from last year. 62% improvement from last year on the defensive side of the ball in the FEI advanced ratings. Again, FEI overall, 45. S&P, 49. Those are improvements of 56 and 42% respectively. So that got me thinking, okay, well, it's good that we've improved. But didn't we kind of suck last year? Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, didn't we lose 
pretty much every game we played last year with a three and eight record. Um, wasn't our team just absolutely dreadful on the field? You know, COVID or no COVID, they were still really, really bad. And all those things are true as well. So I had to take a step back, say, okay, let's let's look at the year before. And how did Mike do in 2020 compared to 2019? Because my initial thought, of course, was, well, yeah, but he was taking over for Willie, and Willie was in the was in the dumpster. I mean, come on, he look what he was working with. Well, Even compared to Willie, there is a substantial decline. I mean, you look at this. Last year, F plus says F plus. F plus overall, we were 94th. As a decline from Willie Taggart's last year of 74%. So Mike Norvell's team in aggregated ranking, in aggregated advanced stats rankings, was 94th in the country last year. A 74% decline from Willie Taggart's final year in 2019. Offensively, 83rd, 36% worse than Willie Taggart's last year. Defensively, 100th, a 100% decline from Willie Taggart's last year. And FMP, FEI, the Femoral Efficiency Index, which is, again, a little more based in efficiency, 103rd, a 91% decline. And an S&P Plus, which is a little more just raw, like who's the best in this in these various categories, 85th, which was a 47% decline. Oh man. So I looked at that and now my hypothesis gets a little, get, got a little wonky, right? Because I was thinking, well, we improved this year and he took over a Willie Tagger team. So you really have to give him some credit for that massive improvement. But now you look at these numbers and you think, okay, so we're seeing across the board, a pretty substantial decline from 2019 to Mike Norvell's first year in 2020. Well, is it really fair to give him credit for improving from 2020 to 2021 when he kind of, you know, pads those stats or stocks that pond by making the team so much worse in 2020 so there was nowhere to go but up? I think those are fair questions, right? So that got me thinking, okay, well, let's, well, now we know what Willie Taggart did in 2019, right? We look at look at these numbers, and he got a lot worse. Well, Willie was ta- fired because he had the team trending in a downward direction. So the next question I had to answer was to, to see where is Mike relative to where Willie was, right, that got him fired, if we're talking about Mike maybe being on the hot seat going into next year. Where, how bad did Willie do in his first year? Compared to Jimbo, right? Like, did Willie crater compared to Jimbo in the same way that Norvell sort of cratered compared to Willie? And then did Willie, was Willie slower to bring that big drop off back up? And what I found was pretty interesting. I'm going to show you the numbers in just a second. But the top line message is that yes to all, right? Willie's decline in his first year from Jimbo's last year was more substantial than Norvell's first year's decline from Willie's last year. And Willie's rebound from his first year to his second year was far less, I guess. I was trying to think of a smarter way to, more better way to phrase that, but he didn't rebound as well from his first year to his second as Norvell did from his first year to his second So let me show you guys the numbers of how I arrived at that conclusion. But first, let me remind you that if you're watching the bowl games, 
and you're deciding to lay some action on these things, that you need to be doing it at betonline.ag. The most lines, the most props, the most places to put the money on the games that you want to put on the games to keep you occupied, amused, and all the other things you need to be during this amazing bowl week as we head up to the national semifinals. So go to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On, and they will give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You throw down some money, they'll give you half of it for free, and that's house money. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on. All right. So I've given you guys kind of the layout. I've walked you through how my crazy brain works, right? Of like, okay, I followed this and that got me to that and that got me to that. And it's all to answer the question of how did Mike Norvell do this year in the sense of improvement, right? Did he improve the team enough to alleviate pressure on himself going into next year? And to to answer that question, honestly, we have to look at how much did Willie improve his team from 2018 to 2019, which is when he got fired. So if Mike Norvell's improvement is not outpacing Willie Taggart's improvement, well, then to be intellectually consistent and intellectually honest to ourselves, we have to say, well, Mike Norvell's probably on the hot seat. Now, if he did improve his team in 2021 over 2020, more than Willie Taggart did his team in 2019 over 2018, or, and here's the big or, or if Willie made his team in 2018 far worse from Jimbo's 2017 team, then Mike made his 2020 team from Willie Taggart's 2019 team. That could also logically be why Willie was fired in his second season and why Mike does not deserve to be getting that kind of heat just yet. So that's a lot of words, but let's look at what the numbers say. Don't worry. I've put them all together. I wanted to hide that part till the end. Good job, Max. So what I did here, I looked at Willie Taggart's two years, Mike Norvell's two years, and then I have Jimbo's last year in here because it's important for context. So if you look at Willie Taggart's years in 2019, he improved the team overall the team's overall ranking, again, this is in the advanced stats. The F-plus is the first one, then the FEI, then we look at the S-plus, or sorry, S&P-plus. Willie improved his team overall, according to F-plus advanced stats from footballoutsiders.com, 33%. Keep in mind, Mike Norvell in 2021 improved his team 49%. They were even in offensive improvement. Willie in 2019, 37% improvement over 2018. Mike Norvell in 2021, 37% improvement over 2020. Defense is the big differentiator here. Willie Taggart's defense from 2018 to 2019 regressed by 14%. Mike Norvell's under Adam Fuller improved 62%. Overall FEI, which is more about efficiency and less about raw performance, Willie's team from 2019, from 2018 to 2019, improved 36%. Mike Norvell's improved 56%. Finally, we look at S&P Plus, which is more about raw performance and less about efficiency. 
Willie Taggart's team improved 18% from 2018 to 2019, while Mike's from 2020 to 2021 improved 42%. I could do this number, actually. Maybe should have done this before. So let's look at average improvement, right, of Mike Norvell's teams. So if you look at that, Mike Norvell's average improvement across these five categories, that is F plus overall, FEI overall, S&P plus overall, and FEI offensive rank and FEI defensive rank was 49% relative or compared to Willie Taggart's average improvement of 22%. Now, what those things you just saw me delete were the classes were, were what age Jimbo's last recruiting class was. And that was to further iterate the point that Mike Norvell's average improvement across five advanced statistical categories from year one to year two was 49%. Willie Taggart's was 22%. That's a difference of... Uh, it's 27% nominally, but percentage-wise... It's like 124% difference, depending on which way you do the math. Or 55% difference. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a big difference. Now, you may be asking yourself the question I asked myself, because I don't want to miss a layer here. Because that shows that Mike Norvell improved his team year one to year two substantially more than Willie improved his team year one to year two. But to decide if Mike Norvell should be on the hot seat, I have to ask myself, well, but look at these numbers right here, guys. Mike Norvell's first year from Willie Taggart's second. Mike's team regressed 74%, 36% on offense, and 100% on defense. So is it really fair to say that Mike improved his team more than Willie did when Mike's team regressed so substantially in his first year? Well, my numbers say yes. And here's why. Because if you're on YouTube, you see this already. If you're not, that's okay. I got you, baby bird. 2018 Willie compared to 2017 Jimbo. Mike Norvell, from Willie's last year to Mike Norvell's first year, we regressed 74%. So Mike Norvell was 74% worse in his, in his overall F-plus ranking than Willie was in 2019. However, Willie in 2018 had a team that was 433% worse in F-plus total ranking than in Jimbo's last year, a year in which, by the way, Jimbo Fisher had completely checked out. We had James Blackman as a true freshman playing quarterback. So Willie, by all accounts, should have been able to perform better than Jimbo Fisher, if not just as good, if not maybe only slightly worse. And overall, Willie regressed 433%. From where Jimbo was in 2017 into 2018. And you look at the rest of these numbers on here. Willie's offense over Jimbo's offense. Jimbo's last year to Willie's first year, 111% regression. A 450% regression on defense. A regression which Willie continued into the next year. FEI overall. 180% regression Willie's first year over Jimbo's last year. And finally, in S&P Plus, Willie regressed 689% from 2018 to 2019. 
from Jimbo's ranking of ninth the previous year to when Willie took over. Now, this isn't a Willie bashing session. This is just a way to, again, contextualize these numbers and show you that, yes, Mike Norvell needs to get better. Yes, I think that what happened on signing day and watching all these other teams go bowling and us not being there makes me feel like he needs to win now to keep his job. And I still think all this, all this aside, he will have to win next year, right? He cannot win five games again. Maybe he gets away with six. He's probably going to need seven and eight would really be the only number I think would guarantee him a fourth year. Although I think seven makes him pretty secure he's getting a fourth year. But that being said, it's undeniable that this team improved over last year. And it's undeniable that in his first two years, he has improved the team far more than his predecessor did in his two years. First two years, only two years. Because I have these final numbers. The net change from the year they took over, or the, the net change from the year before they took over to the end of their second year was such. Willie Taggart's net change overall in F plus combined advanced ratings, 401% decrease from Jimbo's last year to Willie's last year. Mike, from Willie's last, when Willie left, when we were ranked 54th, to us now being ranked 48th, that is a net regression of 25% when you factor in the fact that he dropped us all the way to 94th last year and brought us back. Offensive rank, Willie Taggart, during his whole tenure, regressed the team 74%. Mike has actually improved our offensive ranking by 1% in his two years here. And, this, and the numbers just continue, right? I won't walk you through each one of them. You can read them. If, you haven't, if you're not watching this on YouTube, go check it out. You'll see it. But the point is, what I already said, Mike needs to do better, but he has improved the team and he has improved the team more rapidly and to a greater degree than his predecessor. So guys, thanks for sticking through this. I know that off-season episodes, sometimes you wonder, hey, it's not football season. What are we going to talk about? So I do my best to put together things like this for you that are conversations that we probably don't have time for during the regular season because things are going boom, 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 boom. And we're trying to tell you about the game coming up. We're trying to recap the game that just happened. We're trying to tell you about injuries. And we're trying to do it all in our 25 to 30 minute daily uh, time that we have with you. So this is my longer form stuff. We'll keep throwing it at you all off season, guys. We will have episodes for you five days a week. As many as we can, I'll keep throwing them. Y'all enjoy time with your family. I hope that y'all had a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a Happy New Year. I'll be talking to you bright and early tomorrow as well. Thanks for stopping by today. I'm Max, and this was Locked on Seminoles.